In today's podcast, I had my friend Chuck Itzon, who is a millionaire real estate agent here in Las Vegas. He also has a significant YouTube following of over 200,000 subscribers. In the podcast, we talk about how he has pivoted and profited many times throughout his career when it came to being an agent. We also talk about how you, as a potential agent listening to this podcast, can make six figures this year right now, even with no clients. So you don't want to miss it. Now let's jump into the podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. One of the hardest parts about real estate investing is finding a good contractor. That's where Southwestern Custom Construction comes in. They've been doing remodels in Nevada and Arizona since 2006. As a fully licensed and bonded general contractor, they're able to help with any type of renovation, all the way from an entry-level fixer-upper to a custom luxury home. Southwestern Custom Construction specializes in working with investors. I've personally used them on many of my projects, so I know their team is legit. If you want to get a bid on a project, head over to customhomenow.com. Once again, that's customhomenow.com. Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Pineda Show. Today, I have an amazing guest. It's my good friend Chuckets out here in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. What's up, homie? I'm doing good. How's it about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. So, for those of you who don't know who Chuckets is, he's actually a millionaire realtor out here in Vegas who's been absolutely crushing it on the realtor side. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we don't get a lot of realtors on the show, so yeah. I'm really excited to hear your journey. But he's also very big on YouTube. He's got over 200,000 subscribers, and he's kind of set the benchmark for what's possible as a realtor on YouTube, you know, if you just take it seriously. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into that. And, um, bro, you know, it's always good to see you, man. We just actually toured your very first flip as well. Yes, it's uh, kind of <laughs> nerve-wracking, but uh, it was fun at the same time. Yeah, so if you guys want to see the video of us touring his first flip, um, definitely go check it out on my main channel. We'll link to it down below. But, um, anyways, dude, I want to just dive into your story. Yeah. Like, how did you get to where you're at today? Like, you know, where'd you come from? You know, how'd you end up in real estate? Tell us. So originally I am from Honolulu, Hawaii, and, uh, I actually moved up here about 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, I started off as a, a car detailer, right? And I used to always listen to these like podcasts where all these people were making all this kind of money. And one of the things that they always talked about was it was through real estate. So I was like, you know what? I got to get into real estate. So one day I was uh, listening to this podcast. I was uh, detailing cars. And this guy from Charlotte, North Carolina, his name was Judson Voss. So I flew out to Charlotte, North Carolina for three days. It cost me about $3,500. And I scraped up as much as money as I could <laughs> at that time, dude. So when I went out there, I was with him for three days, learned some subject twos. And I brought all that information back to Las Vegas. Then I realized, you know what? If I'm going to work as hard for subject twos, why don't I just become a real estate agent, learn the ropes, right? And at that point, uh, I just became a real estate agent. Then I started dealing with real estate investors at that time. And this is when the market crashed in 2008. So as other realtors were leaving the industry, right, I actually came in. (laughs) <laughs> People are like, what are you doing? Look, I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I wanted to become successful in real estate. Right. So you're this car detailer. You hear an ad on the radio. Yeah. You go pay 3500 bucks on a whim. Mm-hmm. Never met the guy. Never met the guy. You just liked what he was saying. Correct. That's awesome, dude. So uh, you come back. You understand creative financing yep. subject to, did you ever even end up doing those deals? No, I, I had like <laughs> a box of textbooks, right? Just a bunch of books. And I just realized 
on the legal side, I could be running into some trouble at that time, right? Because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I just felt like I needed to get into the business some way, somehow. But I didn't have anybody to show me the ropes or show me the contract. So I figure, why don't I just become a real estate agent and I can thumb my way through it and join a real estate company, right? Right. And have somebody mentor me and just learn the process as I'm learning the process, also buy some of my own rental properties. Right. So that was kind of like my thought. So rental properties were always the goal from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So in 08, you start when everyone's leaving. Correct. <laughs> like what happened? What was next? So my first uh, first couple deals, you know, are actually my first year in real estate. I didn't make that much money, but I made enough to survive. And that's all I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to make enough money to say, hey, look, I have some sort of career. I no longer have to detail cars. My nails don't have to get all dirty and greasy. Like I was done with that. Yeah. So I was very happy with that. But it was like the hardest point of my career because remember, there were over 18,000 homes for sale. Nobody wanted to buy a home at that time period. It was so hard just to get get a buyer. And this is when homes were like $80,000. <laughs> and you know the commissions are not that huge at $80,000. But I didn't care because it was a learning process for me. That's all I cared about. Yeah. It was like an internship, but also you get paid for it. So I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Our our um, journeys as realtors during that time were drastically different because I started in 2010. Yeah. So same deal, right? Like buyers were so hard to get. Mm -hmm. There was so much inventory. You know, they couldn't qualify because they all just declared bankruptcy or yeah. had been foreclosed on whatever. And I remember just selling those $80,000 houses mm -hmm. and you know, obviously I was happy about the money too. I'm yeah. like, Hey, you know, I made 2,400 bucks. Like that was cool. Um, but I just got tired of it after like a year or two. I'm like, man, I am so tired of like looking for buyers and dealing with this crap. Like I just don't even want to do it. Yeah. But you stuck with it. Yeah, I did. So like, how did it progress from there? I mean, you were happy to just, you know, be interning essentially and getting paid for it. Yeah. So my, my main, um, sector at that time was dealing with real estate investors because I already kind of knew the lingo and the terms. So there were some investors out there that were buying because they, they could see exactly what was going on. So like I said, you know, um, I was helping them find properties, analyzing the deals for them, but I was also learning at the same time. So I made these guys a lot of money, but I didn't really make anything. But like I said, I didn't care. So as I was going through the process and learning, I was building my knowledge and also stacking up money at the same time. But then the market started to shift to like short sales. So that's what I learned about this industry where you always got to pivot and adapt and profit. And that's what I kind of realized with real estate. It's never the same thing. So you always have to adapt yeah. because the industry changes on, on a dime, especially out here because it's so trendy. Yeah. I mean, look at last year with COVID, right? Yeah. Like if you didn't adapt last year and, mm -hmm. and change what you were doing, you probably didn't make any money. No, you're absolutely right. I, I remember when you know, COVID hit, everybody was paranoid. At that point, I had to go all in with marketing. You know what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. Yeah. And, and that's what like really pushed us through. And, and during that time period, I've made more money than I ever made. It's unbelievable. But yeah. this is a time where I was a little bit paranoid. But when everybody was paranoid, I just kept going forward. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I did the same exact thing made more money than I've ever made, yeah. you know, during the time. Cause I chose to adapt mm -hmm. when other people chose to like retreat. Correct. So, you know, you get into the short sale boom, Yep. you know, that, that changed your strategy a bit. Were you trying to still represent investors on the short sales? So this is what we did. I actually got with an attorney cause I didn't know how to do short sales. I didn't know how to negotiate short sales. So I met up with an attorney, right? She's a judge now, but, uh, we did probably maybe about a hundred short sales that year. So our whole goal was I was great at generating leads. I've always been great at generating leads, finding buyers or sellers. Right. And I would set up an appointments with her. And at that point uh, she would close a deal. We would hire her as the attorney. Then uh, I would go to my investors. They would actually buy the properties. So that's what really propelled me to the next level because we took that money wrote it back right into the business. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you hit on two things there. So number one, you built relationships with attorneys, which yeah. is super smart. Um, we've gotten multiple deals from people like that, whether it be a probate attorney, mm -hmm. a short sale attorney, um, eviction people, yeah. you know, like there's, if you network with the right people, you can find deals that way. And, um, 
you know, you already had the connection with the investors from yeah. all those years. So it was just a matter of just getting the short sale approved at that point. Correct. So for those people who don't know, why don't you explain to them like what a short sale is? So basically the short sale is where you owe a bank, let's just say 400,000. And now the home is only worth 200,000. So you're going back to the bank with a buyer in tow saying, hey, this is what the property's worth. The seller can no longer make the payments. Instead of foreclosing on this home, it's going to be cheaper if we just sell it directly to this buyer. And the main thing was a non-pursuant deficiency. And that's what the attorney was very good at. So that was kind of like our hook, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, we can help you out of this situation. We could possibly do some cash for keys. And also you can walk away from this deal. You can rebuild your credit, right? As yeah. you're rebuilding your credit, you know, a couple years later, they were also our clients too as well. So we, we, we helped the people, right? We helped the sellers. We also helped the buyers too as well. And also the investors. So all the way around, you're just helping people. Yeah. And for you, you're building up, you know, your Rolodex. That is correct. During this time, you're meeting so many people that you're doing, you know, win-wins for Yeah. that today, you know, how many of those people are you still working with? You know, a lot of them. Yeah. And referrals from those correct. people, like it's just infinite. Mm-hmm. It Real estate is one of those games, especially as a realtor. It's like so hard starting out. Yeah. But once you do, you know, a bunch of deals and get clients, it just starts stacking on each other. You're absolutely it's like right. exponentially growing because, you know, the five clients you did this year, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully you can get a referral from a couple of them. Right. Yeah. And then those people become referrals for other referrals. Correct. And then you do more and more and it just keeps compounding. So um, I can definitely say that's what happened to you yeah. um, as time went on. But, you know, after the short sale boom, then what happens? So after the short sale boom, at this point, things started drying up a little bit. So I decided what's going on with the marketplace? What can we do? So one of the things that we actually did was we found sellers that were actually out of state that actually had some equity into the property. And uh, I got a license. I forget the name of this type of license, but I was able to get access to the names and the numbers from the title company, but I had to go through a third-party company through uh, the business bureau, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not the business bureau, but uh, the credit agencies. I was able to extract all the telephone numbers. Yep. So now what we're doing is we're dialing for dollars. So we changed everything. So we had about 10,000 numbers, and uh, it cost me about $10,000 because I had to pay a dollar per number. Yeah. So I spent the whole year just making calls. Hey, would you like an analysis on your property? At first, it was a little bit slow. Then I think on that year, I think we did about like 50-something homes or 50-something transactions that year. So, you know, that money uh, folded us for like, I would say probably like 10, 20 times more. Yeah. Uh, we made a lot of money on that. So uh, that really worked out for us. And we still have those numbers today, and we still make those calls today. Yeah, it's crazy because, uh, you know, back then, getting phone numbers and stuff, like you said, was really hard. Yeah. I mean, you're paying a dollar a number. Um, and I remember like, if you could do it back then, I mean, you were ahead of the curve. Now it's so easy to get people's information yeah. and data. Um, we call it skip tracing. Mm-hmm. And, um, actually one of the sponsors on this podcast, uh, batch leads, mm-hmm. they are a skip tracing provider. Yeah. And, um, if, if you guys want our promo on batch leads, you can go to batchleadsio slash home run. Um, we'll link to it down in the description. But, um, I mean, we can skip trace for 10 to 20 cents, you know, like it's so much cheaper now and we dial for, for dollars. Now we've made millions of dollars dialing for dollars throughout the years and and just flipping houses, but you could do the same for being a realtor. Yeah. I mean, and, and one thing that it really helped me was to overcome uh, objections. Right. And, And that's one thing that's hard about this business is objections. A lot of people, you know, they come into this business and they realize, you know what, um, I sold to my friends, family. Next thing you know it, they have a hard time overcoming these objections. And that's what was great about the dialer. Because I would say probably about 75% of the people would tell, tell me, hey, go screw off. Yeah. So you got to kind of build that rough skin, you know, that thick skin. I, I think it's more than 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like 95 <laughs> at least. So you're constantly getting beat up on the phone, but you're building your muscle. Yep. So... I took it as it was like a training for me. How many hours do you think you were dialing a day? Uh, probably like four hours a day, four to six hours a day. That's crazy. And but, you know, but we, we had probably like four or five numbers, but it was just 
numbers just dialing it was down. Just auto dialing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so many people, like we teach our students all the time, like, hey, you know, you, you've got to do that, yeah. right? Because you've got to learn how to deal with rejection. You're going to sharpen your sales skills. Yeah. And it will lead to deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's inevitable. If you call enough people, yes. somebody wants to sell. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm a huge fan of it because it is a very cheap way to get in front of sellers. Yeah. It's fast, it's efficient, but the problem is most people aren't willing to put in that four to six hours a day. Because it's hard work. And it is it's hard the work. the rejection. But the good news is this. Once you have the numbers, right, you can figure out exactly how many calls did I make today? How many did I actually convert? So now you can really measure or the matrix of how much you're going to make a month. Yep. Once I start looking at those numbers, hey, I got to do is 150 calls a month or 150 calls a day. Easy. I'm going to make four grand. Yep. Let's make the calls. 100%. So that's the mindset I had going into this. Yep. We use the same metrics on our sales team now. Yeah. You know, we've got um, virtual assistants in the Philippines dialing for us, mm-hmm. but um, we have all these old leads in the system that um, our sales team, we want them just dialing them because they might be, uh, they may not be a deal today, but yeah. maybe they are tomorrow. And we have metrics for how long they need to be on the phone for. So like we call it talk time. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, if you're not getting at least an hour and a half of talk time a day, you're not calling enough. And yeah. talk time's different than dialing. That's like actually talking Conversations, to somebody, yeah. you know, you might have to dial for five, six hours a day to mm-hmm. get an hour, hour and a half of talk time. Cause most of the time, like you said, they either say F off or they just don't answer. Or some people just keep talking because they just like to talk. But you got to identify that right away. Yeah, you, know, you want to move qualify on. them quick. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to waste an hour talking just because it's a, some old lady that's just lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I, we have had that happen before. I'm like, yeah. why are you on the phone still? What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, guys, if you want to, um, you know, learn how we do it, we teach all this stuff in my coaching program. So um, we'll link to that down below at futureflipper.com. But, you know, so you start doing dialing, you start, you know, generating leads. At this point, you've gone through it all. You've seen the foreclosures, the short sales. Mm -hmm. Now you're doing your own direct marketing. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what do you think you were making a year during this time, like this Uh, early stage? So with my career, what I've always noticed every year, it progresses and it gets better. Yeah. So that was always the goal, right? Never, never go backwards. Always go forward. Yeah. So I think during this time, I was probably making like maybe like 350000 at that time. Just dialing for dollars. Just dialing for dollars. It's crazy. So from there, I mean, most people, and here's the deal too, mm-hmm. and I, that's why I love your mindset of I want to always improve. But, you know, for most, they're making three hundred fifty grand a year. They're yeah. like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know? But like we know, you got to adapt. Correct. What worked to get you to this point doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow. Exactly. So... What happens after that? So after that, we went into um, PPC, Google Ad Clicks, right? Yep. So I had a company that I uh, spent probably about $40,000 one year. And uh, I made, you know, 10 times the money, whatever it was. It was great. But then I realized I'm paying a company so much money for paper ad clicks. Why don't I just learn this paper ad clicks myself? So one year, uh, I thumbed my way through it. It cost me some money. But uh, for the last two years when we did it, we made a lot of money from paper ad clicks. Yeah. Because we mastered it and the money that I saved, I applied that towards the PPCs, right? Yep. So that worked out really well. What do you think you were spending on the actual ads itself? Uh, Probably about $7,000 a month. Okay. So what were you targeting when you did that? So at that time point, we were just only targeting buyers, not sellers, only buyers at that point. And the reason why is because... This is when, I think it was probably like 2016 or 17, market is starting to get hot, right? Hedge funds are starting to come out. Yeah. Right? Uh, buyers are now starting to come out in the woodworks because they're like, oh, now's a good time to buy. Mm-hmm. But this is when homes are about like, you know, 280000 at this time for the medium price point for a home. So that worked out really well for us. And at that point, we built up a team. And uh, I think we had like 16 people at one time because I was generating so much leads from the paper ad clicks. That's crazy. Yeah, so that worked out really well. Then eventually that uh, started to dry up. And uh, one thing that we went into right after that is um, Craigslist. And um, Craigslist, what I would do is from our landing page, from our website, 
we would literally post every single property on Craigslist with a link. And that's where we were getting a lot of business directly from Craigslist. But then Craigslist started catching on and started realizing that we're not going to put a hyperlink. So they would have to copy the link and actually paste it on their browser. After that was done, it was done for us. <laughs> like business literally just dried up. You know what's crazy? Dude? Yeah. I love, well, I don't love hearing that, but it's just, I've heard so many stories mm -hmm. of people finding like the secret marketing technique yeah. and it works, you know, they ride it and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden everyone else catches on and it's like, all right, this is dead. Yeah. And so you were early on cold calling, man. Yeah. Like super early. You were early on pay-per-click. You were early on Craigslist and you like rode them out mm -hmm. until the return said, Hey, this is not really worth my time anymore. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to try now doing something different. Yeah. And I applaud you for number one, being early mm -hmm. because you were doing this stuff way before like most people yeah. were. But number two, having the, you know, courage to be like, Hey, this ain't working anymore. Like, let's switch it up. I don't care how much money it's made us. Yeah. It's not getting the return. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, Every month I analyze my business and I see exactly how much I spend and I see what my returns are, right? Once you have your returns, now you start venturing off and you start doing other things. You start throwing money towards other things and you just run the numbers, see if it makes sense, right? Yep. Now you have this portfolio of all these different ideas. If it doesn't make sense or if it's not worth your time, you just kill it and you just pivot and profit. So that's just kind of my motto with that stuff. Dude, we need to get you a shirt that says pivot and profit. There you go. I like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you say that twice already. So I, I'm, I'm, I love pivoting, dude. Yeah. I'm all about it. So, okay. Craigslist starts to go dry. What happens mm -hmm. next? So now we got to look at the market and see exactly what was going on. And I knew social media, right, was coming around the corner because I was always on my phone messing around with like YouTube and I could see what social media was doing. What year was this? This is a 2018, and I think this is probably around like November for me at this time. November right? of 2018, you're yeah. like thinking, what am I going to do? Exactly. What am I going to do? So this is a month before I go out to Hawaii, right? Because we're going to go out to Hawaii for a whole month. By the way, I'm going to Hawaii next week. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm actually going in June. Nice, dude. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I decided, you know what? I actually like to do some videos. Why don't I just post a couple of videos of some new homes and let's just see what happens. So I did that and um, I realized I got a call and it just dawned on me when I was in Hawaii. I got a call from this video ad, right? This makes sense. Yeah. I was like, I got to get back to Vegas. Was it, was it an ad or you just posted it on YouTube? What I posted it on YouTube. Okay. Your track. Is that, it was actually a video. Yeah, right? you just posted a yeah. video. So it was just a basically a video of me walking around because number one, I just like to film, right? Because I yeah. was getting into like video editing and stuff like that. And obviously I love homes. I'm a realtor. I sell homes. Why don't I just walk this home? Right? So posted it. Got a call when I was in Hawaii. Light bulb came off and I was like, this is going to work. <laughs> this makes sense. That's this crazy. is the direction that we're going to go. I came back and I started posting videos every single day. Then I started getting another call. Another call. And at first I was like, okay, I'm getting a bunch of calls, but I'm not closing deals, but there's something here. Yeah. So obviously when it comes to business, when it comes to leads, you got to build that pipeline. Yeah. So I knew like, this is going to work. This pipeline will grow. I just need to have more time into it. Yeah. So it took me probably about six to seven months where I'm starting to get more and more deals. After about a year, I realized, you know what, this is the way we're going. We're going full force with this. Wow. It's, it sounds very similar to the realization I had about YouTube, yeah. you know, last year, I'm like sitting there watching it and thinking about it. And I was like, this is the way mm -hmm. this is where it's at. And then, you know, like you, I, I post and start being consistent. Yeah. Like you, I'm like, I'm posting as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, and then the leads come in, you mm -hmm. know, whether for me, whether it be education, whether it be deals, whether it be, you know, realtors at our brokerage, like some type of way we were getting leads. And I was like, these are free. Yeah. Like we don't have to pay Google. Mm -hmm. We don't have to pay, you know, um, for skip tracing and phone numbers. Like I can just post and there's no limit. Correct. I can just post as much as I want. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw that too. And I was like, this is the way Yeah. much like you did. Um, I want to go into like what that first year was like, but before we talk about that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. 
Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to find deals yourself? That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise is a crowdfunding platform that has transacted over $5 billion in real estate and has over 150,000 active investors. While many funds like my own require accredited investors, Fundrise allows anyone to invest with as little as $500. If you'd like to learn more, check out Fundrise.com. Once again, that's Fundrise.com. Are you looking to find off-market real estate deals? One of the best tools my team uses is Batch Leads. With Batch Leads, you're able to pull data, manage lists, and send text messages. On top of that, you can get nationwide access to the MLS to get pictures and comps. My team has used Batch Leads to get some of our best deals, so I know it works. You want to start today? You can get half off your first month by going to batchleads.io and using the promo code Ryan. Once again, that's batchleads.io, promo code Ryan for half off your first month. Now, back to the show. So tell me about the first year, because I think when people say, I want to get into YouTube, um, they expect instant results. And if they don't get it, they get discouraged after a month and quit. Like, what, what, how did it play out for you year one? Yeah, I think a lot of people want gratification right away. But, but I knew that there was something here where that I had to keep going. Yeah. All right. Because I, I could see it, you know, I could see how this thing could actually progress. But I, I just knew deep down inside where, you know, this makes sense. This is going to work. Yeah. You had faith. Exactly. And I knew that by working hard, keeping at it, it was going to grow regardless. Yeah. So how many follower or subscribers do you think you got in that first year? I, I think on that first year, I only got about maybe about like 40,000 the first year. Which is really good. Yeah. For the first year. So... And you didn't know what you were doing. You nope. didn't take any classes. You didn't pay the thirty five hundred bucks like uh, no. you did to learn subject two. That is correct. <laughs> you just, you just, I just did it. Yeah, you just grabbed a yeah. camera and you're like, let's see what happens. Now, if you go back to like my first videos, right, you can see how unprofessional it looks. But I didn't care because I knew that it was by volume, and I knew if I kept doing it, I was gonna get better and better and better. That's one of the biggest things mm -hmm. I always preach when I'm like consulting people about social media. I'm like, literally. Your videos are going to mm -hmm. suck starting out. There's no other way around yeah. it. Just put out volume because like you said, you're going to get better by Correct. just taking your reps, just like cold calling for yeah. six hours a day. But you're going to generate more leads for whatever it is you're trying to do and more eyeballs and um, all that stuff. So I've taken the same approach. Yeah. I just try and put out freaking as much content as humanly possible. And it's crazy. And I notice a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll ask me like, what should I do? I'm like, get started. But there's a lot of people out there, they'll get ready to get ready. So, <laughs> matter of fact, I had a conversation with one of my buddies last night. Uh, he's from Hawaii. And uh, he was telling me that uh, he wanted to start a channel. And uh, I asked him, hey, is your channel up yet? He said, no. I asked him, how many videos do you have? He's like, I've got like four videos. And I was like, what are you waiting for? Let's get that thing up already. Yeah. And uh, he, he was telling me that he wants the videos to be more quality production, right? I was like, ah, you got to put it up or you're right, wasting yeah. time, dude. Yeah. Because you may not even know if they're good until you get yeah, feedback. You're absolutely right. And that's right. very important is the feedback on YouTube. Yeah. You know, look, look at the comments and see what people mm -hmm. say they want. Because if you make videos that the audience wants, you're going to get views. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that was one big thing I had to realize was I... I can't make content based on what I think I'd want to watch. Correct. You know, it's like, what does the viewer want? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what would you say that first year, how much revenue do you think it generated for your business? Uh, I would say probably maybe about 200000 at that time. Okay. So obviously in year one, you know, AdSense, whatever. Who yeah. cares? Like even I tell people that now. The AdSense is cool on YouTube, but yeah. if you have like real businesses – the AdSense should be like nothing. Exactly. That's just like extra. You save on the side. You, you don't even think about that. Put stuff. it into production. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you end up, uh, you know, obviously after year one, you're like, all right, mm -hmm. you know, it's made us a couple hundred thousand dollars. Didn't really cost me anything other than my time. Correct. Um, you're just a one man show too. At that point. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you were filming on what? So basically I just had a, a GoPro and also just a gimbal. So remember, you got to, at that time period, you know, everybody was doing paper ad clicks. So I had to get rid of that, and I knew that this was it, right? So the good news is that, is that you get all these leads, and they're free. doesn't cost you anything. Yep. 
but I had to take a backslide, right? Now, here's the thing. I made 150 off of that, but I also had my referral business too as well. Yeah, you had your normal business. But, yeah, but I don't want to rely on that. You know what I mean? That's just gravy too as well. Right. So like by the second year, now you start having more and more videos. I think we probably had like, I would say 500 videos at this time. In and two years. In two years. And this is what was That's great. That's putting out a lot yeah. of content. <laughs> so this, this is what was great about YouTube is once the videos are uploaded, it's still circulating. YouTube's still YouTube. pushing it. Exactly. Yep. So I still get calls till this day. Hey, I seen this video and I realized that video was four years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're also making ads in off that too as well. So it, 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 just, it was just a win-win situation all the way around. Yeah. And I knew it by after the first year, we're going all in at this point. Yep. So I just bought better equipment, right? Started looking at the analytics, right? Looking at what people are looking at, what they like, the average uh, duration time on the video. And I started realizing, okay, I'm just doing these videos. What can I do to set myself apart? So one of the things I realized is that I like to educate buyers and explain to them how to build a home, the ways or things that you have to look out for when building a home, how to build a home the right way, the correct way. So it was more of an educational base. Now, at first, it didn't really catch on. But today, my clients will call me directly. And this is the best leads that you can get when leads are actually calling you, right? Because they want to do business with you. Because yeah. number one, they like you, right? Personality, right? That's the main thing. And number two is because I educate people on how to buy a home and how to look out for certain things when you buy a home. People gravitate to that. Yeah. So the leads were just very easy. I get calls, hey, I just want to work with you. Yep. And that's the best conversion you can ever get. Well, and so let's talk about leads because... Yeah. um you're obviously very smart when it comes to marketing and generating leads. You said that was something you were always good at. And I think there's, it's important for the audience to understand there are two types of leads, you know, well, really three, you know, you've got hot leads. They're mm -hmm. like, dude, yep. I'm ready today. Like, can you go show me a home? There's warm leads. Hey, you know, I, I do want to buy, I want to work with you. Um, maybe in a couple of months, whatever. Yeah. Um, then you have cold leads, people who have no idea who you are, but, um, you know, they're kind of like a wild card of, you know, this would be what PPC generates, right? Yeah. Because they, they're not familiar with you. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I saw your ad that, you know, you sell homes in Vegas. I'm, mm -hmm. I may or may not be interested. Correct. Whatever. But the best part about organic traffic from YouTube and social media is that they know you. Yeah. You know? So anytime you get a call from your YouTube video, mm -hmm. they're like, dude, I've already watched a bunch of your videos. Like, I want to work with you. Correct. Like you said. And I've experienced that in our business um, with Future Flipper and all my other companies. It's like anytime we get a student or, per, you know, prospective student, they haven't become one yet, but they're like, I've been watching Ryan's YouTube for the last six months and yeah. I finally just decided I want to go in. Like the, I'm sure you, this, the call happens the same way for you. Oh, yeah. All day mm -hmm. long. Like we, I get calls and messages on my phone nonstop. And, and the great thing about it is you don't have to sit there and try to convince somebody. No, not People at are all. just going to work with you because they like you and they already know who you are. And sometimes it comes to the point where they know me and I meet with these people and I'm like, who are you? But they know everything about me. Yep. And it's kind of weird sometimes, <laughs> but it's it's good and it's also bad at the same yeah. time. I mean, I when I meet my students in person yeah. or go to events and stuff, they're always like, I love, you know, how funny Mindy is and uh, your kids. It's just those little things that yeah. in detail that they're aware of. It's they're crazy. Aware. Yeah. yeah, very aware. And um, I I get them where they're like, I, I joined your program because my wife and I both like watching both of your content. Yeah. Like it's this team effort. And I was like, this is like, you would never even know mm -hmm. that people are thinking that. Yeah. Until they tell you. So, you know, you, you upgrade for year two. Mm -hmm. So like, I guess year one was what, you know, 2019, would you call that yeah. year one? Um, 2020, you, you go even harder yep. and um, upgrade. And um, I'll tell you, my wife, Mindy, I've told this story many times. She's been watching YouTube for like five, six years, whatever. Yeah. As long, almost as long as we've been married. And I've always watched her watch YouTube. And I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, what are you watching? And um, one of the per people she used to watch... Well, not used to still was you. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> um, that was how I actually became aware of you because she was watching one of your home tours, right? Yeah. We're looking at these new builds and stuff, and she just knew you always toured these new builds. Yeah. Um, and so I became aware of you before we ever knew each other, probably like a year before we ever met. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he, he tours new builds, and, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just always enjoyed the content. And it was funny because by the time we met, like, I had already known you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this guy, he he goes into new builds and he he critiques them, lets them know, like, things you need to know about the new build purchase. Like you said, educating. Yeah. And um, it's just funny because it's, it's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. So what's, I mean, you know, 2020, biggest year ever. Yeah. You know, it definitely has a lot to do with getting bigger on YouTube. Correct. You know, you went from 40,000 subs your first year to now you have over 200,000. Yeah. Um, like, what's the next way to adapt? So the other thing that I'm, I'm starting to see is that uh, you have a lot of other real estate agents are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. Right. Okay. So now it just comes down to personality as far as, okay, are they going to work with me because they like me? And do they like my personality? Or are they working with another agent? Do they like their personality? What sets us apart? So now I'm sitting here thinking, I just don't want to do home tours because now it's just becoming boring, right? Yeah. What can we do to set ourselves apart? So every Wednesday we have a podcast at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we just talk about real estate. So I built a studio in my office, right? Yep. So we have to set ourselves apart. So that's what we do. So now we educate buyers of what's going on within the housing market in Las Vegas. The other thing that we started doing was creating different content that has to do with things that are around Vegas, but also people know that I still sell real estate, like that flip property, right? Yep. We're buying that, so that way we can make some money and also show people that, hey, I'm a real human being. You know, I'm going to take you guys through the process of this as well and showing people around Las Vegas. So it now becomes more like a vlog at this point. Yeah. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I just don't only want buyers because I see where YouTube is going here, right? Everybody is pretty much on YouTube. If you want to learn something, that's where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Is YouTube. It's like me and my wife. Like we lay down, we watch TV. The TV's on, but YouTube's on, but we don't really watch it, but it's just constantly yeah. running. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. But we're on our phone. Right. 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 Instagram, Facebook, that's just how it is. And that's the direction that we're going. So now it's how do I capture an audience, right? Because right now I only have one audience. But now with Google AdSync, right? We want to make sure that we capture a more of an audience because the more audience that you have, the more videos are going to get pushed out through YouTube, right? Because we want to generate more business Mm -hmm. through that way. Yeah. So now we're doing more video vlogs and we're just doing fun things around Las Vegas. Yeah. But it also comes back down to, hey, this guy is a realtor. So now people can see more of the personality, right? They can see who I am as a person and that helps the algorithm. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Um, I for, I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of things. Like, number one, it does get boring making the same video yeah. over and over again. Like, uh, I've told my team this. Like, I want to do this year more dynamic videos out and about. Let's go mm-hmm. do some side hustle stuff. Like, just all this stuff. You know, and I could do these in the office videos all the yeah. time, but they get boring, like Correct. you said. So, um, I'm always looking to try and switch it up that way, but. I think the second piece you talked about with letting people in on your personality more is yeah. so big um, because it's it's easy for them to, you know, know you as the guy who tours homes and yeah. how much of your personality can you really Correct. Share? Like they don't know about your wife. Mm-hmm. They don't know about your life at all. Like they just know that, okay, he, he understands new build homes, whatever. Yeah. But that's where I found other platforms being really good for. And, you know, I, I like to feature my family and stuff on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but I really feature them like on Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll post my kids and mm-hmm. pictures. And I think that's where people see me more on like my personality side. And then YouTube, you know, my content is what it is. Um, have you tried doing anything like that with the other platforms? With the other platforms like Instagram, uh, we're starting to work on the Instagram, but obviously Instagram, it's it's not as easy, right? No. But um, YouTube, it seems like it works for us, so we're going to put everything into YouTube. But all, obviously we're going to try to outsource and do 
you know, Instagram and the other social media sites. But our main priority is YouTube. And the reason why is because I don't want to spread myself too thin. Right. Because you are still running a business. Exactly. And that can be very dangerous. Yeah. And and YouTube, believe it or not, it's like a full-time job. I mean, we film Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Then on the rest of the days, right, we go out and uh, we do deals. But I still also have to film property tours too as well. So it's it's constantly work. It's not easy. No. I... I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment I decided to create so much content, it made me a better businessman, to be honest. Yeah. Because I had to have my teams in place to go, you know, service the existing businesses at a high level. And, and you know, you're, you're talking about teams. And I remember I used to edit my own videos. And I called you one day. Remember? And I was yeah. like, hey, man, I can't do all this. And you're <laughs> like, you got to hire somebody. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This makes sense. I got to go hire somebody. Just eat the cost. You'll get that money later. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yep. 100%. Which was amazing to me that you literally built your channel by yourself. Yeah. You know, um, I took the opposite approach. I hired from the beginning. I'm like, I ain't even going to learn editing. I mm-hmm. still couldn't even tell you how to log in to Adobe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's my login? They're like, bro, you don't, yeah. you don't have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, even with just all aspects, I'm always looking at how can I, cause I mean, honestly, I, I can admit when I'm not the best at something, I'm just like, dude, even if I tried to edit it, it would turn out worse yeah. than just hiring somebody. It's not good for anybody. Look, if you're yeah. the smartest guy in the room, then there's a problem. That's yeah. one thing that I've learned in business. So, you know, obviously I, I look at myself and I, I figure out what am I good at? I just stay focused on that. Then it's like, you know, I hire other people that are good at what they do. Yeah. So it's just like uh, my guy, Joey. I have a team now, right, in place, because obviously we have so many leads that are coming in. Yep. I can't handle all that, and I'm throwing away money. So, like, Joey, he's good at communicating and coaching, so he handles, like, the team. I don't even bother with the team, right? Mm -hmm. So he handles all the leads, he handles the team, and I just do my own thing. Yep. So that has worked for us, too, as well. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. You're essentially just the brand, the lead generator, and that's your main job. Mm -hmm. Just generate leads. That's what I'm good at. Yeah, what you've always done yeah um i think what's cool is you like many other youtubers Mm -hmm. have focused pretty much exclusively on youtube yeah and i look at this in multiple ways you know i i obviously have focused a lot on youtube but Mm -hmm. also tiktok and instagram and stuff um and it's worked out good for me but i have found that that may not be the best strategy for everybody. Yeah. You know, it might just be better to focus on one platform and be really good at it. What's your thoughts? No, I would actually agree. I mean, I even tried the TikTok thing, but I just don't have enough manpower. And I just realized that's just not for me. Right. Yeah. So you got to find your niche yeah. and, and stay in your lane. So just the other day, I had a conversation with uh, the broker of the company. Right. And the conversation had to do with, I had a, a $5 million buyer that was approved, ready to go. But then uh, another company actually snagged that lead. So that hurt a little bit. So one of my questions that I asked him, I was like, the way that I lost this lead was that the other agency basically snagged the lead by saying that they had pocket listings, mm-hmm. right? So they decided to go with that agency because they had pocket listings. And this is a $5 million home. This is a whole different market, right? Yep. So that taught me a couple of things after I spoke to the broker. He said, why don't you change your channel around? Wear a suit and tie, right? If, if you look at these luxury agents, they're wearing suits and ties. They're very professional. And at first I was like, you know what? This makes sense because a lot of my clients are like million, two million, three million. But when you start getting around the five million, it's a whole different clientele. Yep. So great idea. Maybe I should wear the suit and tie. Then I realized, you know what? That's not me. Let me just stay in my lane and I would rather just deal with one million, two, two million, three million dollar buyers all day long that understand me, right? They like me, they like my personality, they don't care the way that I dress. Yeah. And I would rather collect those all day long versus doing one deal that's at five million. Yeah. So I told him, Hey, you know what? I appreciate it, but I'm just gonna stick in my lane. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I've learned. Yeah. It's what you're good at, just keep mastering what you're good at. Dude, I love that. You know, you told me that before this podcast. I go, hey, tell me about like your course. You know, we are talking about you potentially making a course. And um, you're like, dude, honestly, 
I'm just staying with what I'm good at. Yeah. You know, I'm good at making YouTube videos and selling real estate. That's mm-hmm. all I want to do. Yeah. And I even asked you, I go, Hey, well, you got any other big plans for, you know, doing something different? And you're like, yeah. Nope. Honestly, I'm just good at selling real estate. That's what I want to do. And I commend you for that because most entrepreneurs are scatterbrained. Yeah. You know, they get bored easily. Myself included, I'm super guilty of this. You know, I'm like, all right, what's next? Like, yeah. I, want, I want a new challenge. And even with dominating an industry like you have, you still have the, you know, discipline to say, hey, you know what? I could go after these five, $10 million buyers, mm-hmm. but that doesn't fit my, you know, what I want to do. Yeah. And it would be a, too much of a deviation from the people I am trying to attract. Because mm-hmm. we can't be everything to everyone. Correct. You know, and I, that's one lesson I always teach our realtors. I've used you as an example so many times for our realtors. Oh, you have no nice. idea. Because, you know, with them, I'm always telling them, get on social media. You yeah. have to do it. Like, you could do YouTube. You could do TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, pick what fits your personality, right? But then also, too, you got to think about, okay, who's my avatar? What kind of lead am I trying to attract? Correct. And... I've told our like Latin agents, I'm like, if you want to work the Spanish market, go all in on the Spanish market. Mm-hmm. Like go to the the types of houses that you think they'd want to buy, do your videos in Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, do it, like go all in on it. Um, but you're not going to be like selling a $300,000 home and then a $3 million home. Correct. You, it just, they're not the same person. Yeah. So you have to say, you know what? I tore these new builds that sell for, like you said, a million to 2 million bucks. Yeah. And this is exactly who watches my YouTube videos. Um, you know, I, I've seen that the realtors who film, you know, we just had Ennis on, you know, Ennis is a big YouTuber yeah. who films $40 million homes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, he's not even a realtor anymore, Yeah, which is crazy. But, uh, do you think he's going after, you know, million dollar homes? No. No, he's just torn in the 40 millions and whatever leads those generate, however he's doing it, you know, that's cool. But, um, it wouldn't make sense for his brand at this point to go tour a one to $2 million home. Correct. So you're, I think you're in a great niche, which obviously has already worked forever where it's like, why would we deviate from that? People want to buy, like if they need to buy a one to $3 million home, I'm the guy. Correct. So I, I've said that too um, with YouTube when I looked at it and I said, okay, what are these other YouTubers doing? Okay. You, if you've got all these guys, one guy's talking about stocks, one guy's talking about credit cards and another guy's talking about um, saving money. Where can I stand out and mm-hmm. make a name? And I was like, nobody's really talking about flipping houses and stuff. Like yeah. it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I'm going all in at that. I'm just going to show them how to flip houses at a high level that's my client. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my lead. I don't care. I don't need to get the guy who wants to learn how to uh, trade stocks. Yeah. I don't care. So niching down is important, dude. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, what would you say to a realtor who is in your shoes? Like, you know, back in 08, when you first got started, like, how would you tell them to start their business today? So if, if you're just getting started in this business, you probably need to go find a, a brokerage that's willing to help you out or find somebody that can actually mentor you, okay? And, and that was one of the big things for me that I was lucky enough that uh, I was able to find an agent that could actually kind of walk me through the process and find the right company too as well, right? Because that plays a big part. You have to have the support staff, but also, you know, you have to be a grinder at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if I can go back and tell myself, one thing that uh, I didn't do, and this is, uh, I think, around like 2010, I remember when I did open a YouTube account, I had a camera and I started doing YouTube, right? This was back in 2010. This is 2010. This wow. is like when YouTube was pretty Just much started. fresh. <laughs> exactly. So I had a camera and I was like, maybe I can probably try to like post something for fun because I just wanted to make some videos, but also I was an agent at that time. And I remember this one guy, he told me, he was like, Chuck, don't do it. It's unprofessional of what you're doing. And this is back then when they were wearing suit and ties. And I always regretted that. Like, why didn't I listen to that guy? Right? Because if I started earlier, imagine how many more subscribers I would have had now. Yeah. And also, 
where would I be today? Yeah. Right. So that that's a learning lesson. But, you know, if you're a new agent, whatever you do, go full force at it. Don't stop and don't quit. Right. Because in this industry, it's all about tenacity. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have it. When they start to feel the resistance, they're like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it because people want gratification right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, you you got a mentor. You went to a brokerage that mm-hmm. was willing to do that. And I'm sure your mentor took a lot of the commission split, right? Didn't care. Yeah, I, w- didn't I wanted to care. learn. Exactly. And I see a lot of people gravitate towards, oh, I want, you know, 100% commission. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing the work. It's like, bro, you got to pay to play. Exactly. There's no industry where people teach you for free. Correct. <laughs> you're either paying through, you're they're taking your deal, mm-hmm. or you're going to pay them straight up to consult. Exactly. You know? So uh, if anyone thinks they're going to just learn on YouTube, they, they, you can learn, but yeah. they are not. I personally can't help you on this YouTube video solve the problem you have today. Yeah. Only a mentor can, can do that. You're absolutely correct. So, I mean, obviously you had the wherewithal to get a mentor to, you know, let not care about what you made. You just wanted to learn. And you've said that multiple times. You had the smarts to be ahead of the curve on a bunch of different things. You were able to dial four to six hours a day, build your sales skills, handle rejection, um, you know, do all these things. And then, you know, to today, continue to just stick with it and um, have the discipline to know like what you're good at. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the hard part is staying disciplined um, when things get boring. Correct. I actually, so I had my friend Tim Bratz on a podcast recently. He's, he has almost 5,000 rental units. Mm-hmm. He's like 36 or something yeah. young. And he, I remember he said a quote, he was like, Hey, when think, when business starts getting really boring, it means you're probably making a lot of money. <laughs> he was like, cause you're like, you're just like, it's just like clockwork because yeah. you wouldn't do it. If you wouldn't keep doing a boring thing as yeah. an owner, unless it was just giving you crazy results. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Cause things are exciting in the startup phase when you're trying yeah. figuring things out. You're like, Oh man, this was crazy. I mm-hmm. can't believe this worked. Like I bet your first lead from YouTube, like yeah. you said, you're in Hawaii. You're like, somebody just called me for my video. This is nuts. And then now you're like, yeah, you know, leads come in every day and it's cool. Well, that's why you got to change things up. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's cool that you're doing the vlog. Um, you know, I, I have the full belief and this is part of what I've told my agents multiple times. Um, with using you as an example, I said, go watch Chocket's videos. And, um, he tours homes and he's consistent. Um, he puts his own flair on it, you know, his own personality and he absolutely crushes it. And it's not like you're doing these crazy, um, like edited videos with like the drones and the slow-mo and like some of the stuff you would see with, um, Ennis's videos or anything. Um, but your results speak for themselves. Correct. And you can put out a high volume of videos with the way that you do it and get a ton of leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've told them, I go, guys, I guarantee you, if you just go and put out two, three YouTube videos a week on your cell phone, if you yep. just tour it, you will get, I guarantee you will make six figures. There's no doubt in my mind you can go get one lead, like one deal a month. <laughs> Yeah. From just putting out videos. You agree? I definitely agree. Yeah. Again, you got to be consistent. That's the thing. Yeah. Because what I realized within the algorithm and comments, if I don't post a video at a certain time, people start complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Like they literally get mad. Like, oh, what happened to you? How come we don't have a video? Right. And I get like that too sometimes. You know, you follow somebody and you're like, well, you're supposed to post a video. Where's this video at? Yeah. So it's the same thing. What's your schedule like now? So the schedule, we film Monday through Friday with Rudy, right? The vlogs. Uh, we start at around 11. We probably finish around maybe about 2 or 3. Yeah. Go back to the office, check up on my business. The first thing I do is uh, look at my numbers, right? Yep. Because we always have a quota that we always have to meet every single month, right? So I want to make sure that those numbers are growing, all right? And at that point, uh, 
I'll follow up with my emails. After the emails, there are certain calls that I need to make as far as lead follow-ups. I still do lead follow-ups till this day. Yep. However, I'm not doing hundreds of leads follow-ups because I'm in a position where I can cherry pick, right? Yep. With the leads. So that's what I do. Yeah. What do you, what is um, your YouTube posting schedule look like? Uh, it's about two o'clock every single day. Sometimes it's a little bit hard, but what I'll do is. I'll I didn't make realize it, you're doing every day now. Every day. Sometimes two times a day. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm just cranking it out at this point. <sighs> so what I'll do is I'll, I'll shoot a bunch of videos, right? Like some home tours. And then I'll set it up for 2 p.m. every single day. So that way that's released. Then the vlog videos 12 hours after, then I'll go ahead and release that. Wow. But sometimes it's not on schedule, but majority of the time it is on schedule. What were you doing before the vlogs? Like how many posts a week? I don't think you were doing that many because you were just only doing home tours. So when I was actually doing the uh, home tours uh, during that time, uh, I think pretty much once every day. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was just cranking it out because <laughs> I knew it, it was going to work. It was yeah. just more about volume. I think today right now we have about 1,600 videos out right now. Jeez. So you can see that just circulating. Yeah. And uh, there's one thing I, I do want to mention that um, when I first started, there was this one video. It's called the Madison model. Right. The agent wasn't there. So I had no clue about the property. And I was like, man, this is going to be a crappy video because I have no information on the video. Mm -hmm. That is my best video till today. I think it has about 2.3 million views. Wow. But if, if you go back and you listen to it, right. All have, the facts are wrong. Exactly. I have no clue what I'm talking about. You look at the comments, there's like over 5,000 comments like, this guy's an idiot. But it didn't matter to me. Yeah. At first, those comments hurt, right? Yeah. But, but I realized, oh my God, I can't believe how much this thing is paying. The more comments that I had, it was more, great. Yeah. So it didn't even the matter. Algorithm. Exactly. It just kept pushing it up. So it's one of my best videos still today. Dude, that's so that funny. It's just crazy. It's funny. Like, I know. Would you... Uh, do something stupid, yeah. it just gets better. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but the videos that I think that's great content, which they are great content, sometimes they don't get that many views. Yeah. It's weird. Those those types of videos piss me off because yeah. we like worked so hard on them. Exactly. We them. We're like, yeah, this is going to be a mm -hmm. banger. And then all of a sudden just flops. You're like, mm -hmm. why did this video flop? But exactly. this crappy video over here did good. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, man, that's funny, bro. And, and the good news is that the RPM is a lot higher now today than it was before because now we're creating better content, like how-to videos, right? Yep. And, and that's what YouTube is really about. It's how-to videos. But we know on the financing side, it's going to be a little bit more money on RPM. Yep. But, you know, that's what I realized about YouTube. Okay, we can make some side money, but it also has branched out to other things. Like we uh, flew out to um, – where do we go, Rudy? What was that? Uh, El Paso, Texas. So we met up with Icon Home Builder. They build about uh, 200 homes a month. Big custom home builder. Mm. So now that we partnered up with them, any deals that come through the video, we automatically get paid. Right. Wow. So that's another great source of income. And, you know, another source of income that we do is like T-shirts. I can't believe people actually buy T-shirts. Right. <laughs> so in one of the videos that we did was um, in the beginning, I used to always say the word actually a lot. So I just started becoming a thing. So I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to make these shirts that says actually. Yeah. Chuggas Crew Sweat. YouTube thumbnail. Yeah. That makes me like $200 a month. People <laughs> just buying those shirts. It's weird, right? That's because funny. you have the following. Yeah. Even like, uh, you know, like, uh, what is that? Um, Amazon. We're affiliated with Amazon. Yeah. So if you go to our Amazon account, we actually have a link that has certain products that you should buy when you're buying a home. Mm -hmm. So we make money off that too as well. Yeah. So, I mean, YouTube has really opened up an avenue for all sources of income. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I've, I've done um, a YouTube video about my different sources of income. Yeah. And I, I have even more now since that video, because it's just like this opportunity presents itself for yeah. you to make money. And you're like, well, it really wouldn't even take any extra effort. Yeah. What I'm doing, like, like you said, the Amazon right. affiliate thing, like, just post it in there. Exactly. And it's easy. So now I feel like I, I just became more of an influencer than anything. So yeah. I'm, I'm starting to change that mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all about how do I get a mass of people to follow me and control, right? And profit and pivot or pivot and profit. You see what I'm saying? That's your next shirt, by the way. I'll buy the pivot and profit shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that one. I'm going to have to make one now. You got to trademark it too. I, I definitely like will. So... 
but dude, man, um, it's been great watching your journey, mm-hmm. man. I appreciate, um, you know, everything you've taught me just by watching you and just yeah. our conversations. And, um, I love watching your success, dude. So I appreciate um, that. We'll definitely link to your channel below. Okay. We'll link to your Instagram. Um, but yeah, bro, I appreciate you for coming out. And guys, if you haven't already, make sure you watch the uh, flip video we did at his first flip. I'm excited uh, about that. I'm hoping you profit. What we think you're going to profit <laughs> is a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, dude, you're the man. Appreciate, I appreciate you. it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Guys, make sure you subscribe. We appreciate you. Later. Thanks for watching the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.